Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. We pray that this episode will bring to you a word of encouragement as you walk through the wilderness of life. May your spirits be lifted and your souls fed as God's Word is proclaimed today. Now, here's your hosts, Joe Motes and Jonathan Bosby. Good morning, folks. Welcome to A Word for the Wilderness. I am so, so thankful and I am so happy I'm just so grateful to God. I mean, he's an uh, he's an amazing God. He's, well, he's he a sure wonderful is. God, Brother Joe. He he's great. Well, people were making fun of me oh, of no. the way I say a word for the wilderness. Oh, well, boy. I'm glad they're enjoying it. I'm I'm glad it's putting a smile a on their face. A word for the wilderness. Come on, well, well, Christmas is coming, folks, and and and. I, I bet you all are getting ready. I bet you all are decorating. Some of you have already started decorating. You you don't worry about Joe. I mean, he he talks trash. You you do what the Lord leads you to do. And if you want to if you want to start decorating it before Thanksgiving, More after Thanksgiving, just just do it. Just let them do it, man. Let them have fun. I I'd, I'd love to do it anytime let them do it well he's gonna preach today on jingle bells jingle yeah. bells jingle all the way uh, oh i was thinking of another <laughs> song oh that's the song you were talking about oh i was gonna do jingle bell rock man come on joe has been working out a lot he's been eating a lot He's been working out. He's trying you, to get That's there. what you always go to, brother. <laughs> Whenever I hurt your feelings and you get sensitive, you always go, this guy. Food, food, food. Well, do you want us to cancel the podcast now for this episode? I can do it. I mean, <laughs> keep going. You don't want to do it, don't you? Well, anyhow, well, it's a happy season, Joe. Sure is. It's a happy season. Why are you happy about Christmas. Why are you so happy about it? Man, it's just, I don't know. I've always loved Christmas because it's it's the season and it's just the atmosphere. Everywhere you go, people are in a good mood. Everywhere you go, everybody's holly and jolly and, and everywhere you go. Like I said a couple of weeks ago, even in the secular stores, they're playing Christmas music, mm-hmm. and, and they don't have no idea, but, but what that what what it's saying and what they mean. But you walk in and you hear songs like "Joy to the World," and you hear um, any kind of song really, and the message behind it, and especially for Christians, we know the true reason for the season, and it's 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 Christ, it's it's Christmas, it's Christ, it's all about Him. And you know what? I think that's why I love church because it's all about Jesus. I love soul winning because it's all about Jesus. I love reading my Bible because it's it's all about Jesus. And, and and that's why I love Christmas, because it really is all about Jesus. And when Jesus is at the center of it all, it just makes everything 10,000 wow. times better, yeah. brother. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm glad you, you love that about Christmas. You know what I love about Christmas? Huh. The gifts, man. Oh, I love the gifts. That's prideful, How, brother. No, I mean, <laughs> you're getting me for what I did, don't you? But hey, you are prideful, not me. You take gifts. I, I mean, do. everybody give gifts, and, and and it's a season where where happiness is spread. Yeah. Not only in Christian families, but all over the world, yep. happiness is spread. I mean, there's that. This is that time in a year where everybody is aware of Jesus. Yeah. The whole so world is aware of Jesus. Yeah. I mean, I mean, why do you put on why, why do you talk about a Santa? Why, why why do you do all the decorations? Why do you put on why do you put lights? Why, why do you put on a Christmas tree? Why do you do all that you do? It's because of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's it's it's a season of happiness and joy yeah. and, and hope. 
and I love that. I, I love the gifts. I love the food. I, I, I mean, yep. I love the food Good. on Christmas. Amen. I love it too. You know, uh, especially our family. You know, all the all the all the good cooks in the family. You know, not me, but all the good cooks in the family will make different pies. Like, uh, oh man, like cheesecake and red velvet cake and chocolate and pecan pie. Oh, now here's an argument for you: Is it pecan or pecan? What do you say? <laughs> I'm a wrong person, <laughs> wrong person to ask. I mean, I'm from. Uh, I just want to eat it, man. <laughs> I don't care. That's good. That's good. What they call it? They, they always label me. Uh, they call me the taste tester, and so I, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. <laughs> well, guys, you gotta. He's tasted a lot of food now. And then. <laughs> so, Jonathan, you're, you're actually gonna come with me to Georgia here in a couple weeks, right? Yes, sir. I am looking forward to it. Looking I forward to taste the food like how you taste it. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be as big as me now. Yeah, well, that's what, that's what it's gonna be. Well, I hope not. No, nope. I hope not. Well, well, guys, uh, uh, Joe is bringing the message today, and he's gonna. I think he's gonna preach. Did you say Jingle Bells or? I said uh, a little town of Bethlehem. Oh, so. that that that's gonna be that's gonna be. You know good. what that one is? Do you know that song? I didn't think so. Oh, no, sir. You do know Jingle Bells, though. <laughs> I know Jingle Bells. Well, anyhow, Amen. folks, he's going he's gonna to give us a message. I pray that you all listen to it, and I pray that it's a blessing to everybody. Well, folks, I do want to thank you so much for tuning in again uh, to another episode of A Word for the Wilderness. And also, if you'd like to, you can email us. We've had several folks in the past several months just email us and, and, and write us a note uh, just saying how thankful they are for the podcast. And you can do that today. You can just email us at at a word for the wilderness at gmail.com. That is a word and the number for the wilderness at gmail.com. And just write us a note. You know, maybe you can write us a favorite Christmas memory. Maybe next uh, next uh, Saturday, next episode, I can think of one during the week. Probably my favorite Christmas memory. And I'll share that with you as well. But maybe you'd like to share that with us uh, today. If you if you are able to, I know most of you listen to this while you drive or you're riding around running some errands. But if, if, you're, if you're sitting somewhere, Micah chapter number five in your Bibles today, Micah chapter number five. And that's kind of that part in your Bible where the pages are all still stuck together. So I'll give you a few moments to uh, find it there. But uh, maybe you like to take your phone or something like that. It doesn't matter to me. But I am going to talk to you today about that great song, O Little Town of of Bethlehem. And uh, there's really a great story behind that song. Back back then in 1865, a man by the name of Phillips Brooks, who composed this famous Christ- Christmas carol, was actually taking a trip to the Holy Land. And his itinerary kind of had him riding from Jerusalem to Bethlehem, kind of back and forth. But on this particular Christmas Eve that he was there in, in the year 1865, he, he went into Bethlehem by horseback. And uh, back then, it really was a small village, and uh, he was far removed from the bustling city and the suburbs and uh, where everybody was hanging around and, and really the noisiness of, of, of the downtown area. And by nightfall, he was in the field where traditionally they say that the shepherds heard the angelic announcement where the shepherds were watching over their flock by night. And just something about that city, he was up on that, fi- he was up on that hill in that field, and he looked over and he, he, could, he could see Bethlehem. And he began to think about this song, and he really needed to write a song for uh, the church that he was attending that uh, that next day, uh, the, the next Lord's Day, that is. 
and he really needed a song for the children to sing. Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem was actually written for children. I don't know if you knew that, Jonathan, but it was actually written for children, for a children's choir to sing. And I won't give you the whole lyrics, all the verses, but it kind of goes, most of you probably know the song anyway, but Oh, Little Town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light. I like this statement. The hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. You know that the name Emmanuel does mean God with us, and he's asking for God to abide with us. And what a great truth what a great message is behind this song. And in Micah chapter number five, verse number two, the prophet by the name of Micah says, but thou Bethlehem, Ephrathah, listen to this statement, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old of everlasting. I love the Bible for several reasons, but I love to read the Bible and study the Bible and see how God uses little people. He used a little man like Gideon to fight that great big army, Gideon and his 300 men. He used a little shepherd boy by the name of David to kill a giant by the name of Goliath. He used a little prophet like Elijah. He used a little man on the backside of the desert by the name of Moses to lead and deliver and emancipate God's chosen people, Israel, out of 400 plus years of bondage in Egypt. All throughout the Bible, God used little people. I mean, disciples, the apostles, and Paul, and Peter, and James, and John, and Barnabas, and men like that, really they were just little little specks of dirt. There were specks of dust on this great big ball that we call earth. They were little people, but God used them to do great things. I also love to see how God used little places. You know, Sinai is just a little mountain, just a little hill. But then God passed by that mountain one day while Moses was in the cliff of the rock and God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. You know, Jordan is just a little, just a little stream that runs through the Holy Land. Uh, but God used it. And there that John the Baptist baptized Jesus and there the skies roll back, the clouds roll back, and the sky opened up, and a voice descended from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. And, a, and the Holy Spirit, as a dove, descended upon Jesus there. And what a great place. Calvary is just a little hill. Golgotha is just a little hill there in the Holy Land. But that day, Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God, shed his blood and died uh, to be an atonement and to atone and be a propitiation for the sins of all mankind. And Bethlehem is just a little town just a little Judean town. But that night, God chose that city to be the birthplace, and God chose that city to introduce His Son, the Savior, into the world that He came to save. I want us to look at a couple things about Bethlehem. First of all, I want you to see the size of Bethlehem. He says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah. Bethlehem is not a big place. Bethlehem is not a large metropolis area. Bethlehem is not a great big city. It's not known for its commerce, and it's not known for its transportation, and it's not known for its ports. It's not known as a very great big city like maybe you would consider New York or, or Atlanta or Oakland or San Francisco or, or something like that. You know, the population, as of 2018, the population of Bethlehem was only 75,790. Now, I'm from Atlanta, so this, this really hits home for me. Atlanta's population in 2018 was 494,044. That is a big difference. 
and Atlanta is not really a large area if you would really really think of it, but it's so much bigger than than, than Bethlehem. The area of Bethlehem is 19.46 square miles. It's not a great big place. And it's not it's not listed out in Joshua 15 when Joshua was listing out the nations there. It's not listed out there. It's not it's also not enumerated in Nehemiah 11 as Nehemiah was listing out the nations. Bethlehem was not a big place. Bethlehem was really an insignificant place. There was nothing special about Bethlehem up to this point. There was nothing very big. There was nothing very notable or noticeable about Bethlehem. There was nothing worthy of notice about Bethlehem, the size of Bethlehem. It wasn't great. It wasn't big. It wasn't a big red dot on the map. It was just a small little town. But I want you to see, number two, the significance of Bethlehem. He says, though thou be little, among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth. Isn't that amazing? Such a small town, such a small population, such a small group of people, just a little round speck on a map. God said, you know what, Bethlehem, you might be little, you might be small, but guess what? I'm going to use you in such a mighty way. Bethlehem, you might be small and insignificant, but Bethlehem, out of you, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Messiah, the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundations of the world, out of thee shall he come forth. A king will be born in thee, Bethlehem. There have been a lot of great things that happened in Bethlehem throughout the Bible. Genesis 35, there is a birth that took place there. Rachel dies, but a son is born. A beloved is from there. A man by the name of Boaz in Ruth chapter number two, Boaz comes from Bethlehem. Boy, a blessing came from there. In 2 Samuel 23, David, as he's coming down to the end of his life and as he's fought a hard battle as, as a soldier uh, of the nation and the captain and, and the king of the nation, he said, I just want some water from the wells of Bethlehem. Oh, and I think about the bread. I like this, Jonathan. I know you'll like this too, but Bethlehem is known as the house of bread. You think about the bread from Bethlehem. Amen. But boy, on this night, something else is going to happen in Bethlehem. On this night, Bethlehem is going to be special and Bethlehem is going to be significant for something far greater than anything that has ever ever happened there before. On this night, the Savior is going to be born. On this night, He will come forth. On this night, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords will be born in the streets of Bethlehem. My, what an amazing thing that is. My, what an awesome thing that is for Bethlehem to say, we're so small, we're so insignificant. We're just, oh, little town of Bethlehem, the littlest among the thousands, but God chose us and God is going to use us to introduce his savior, his son to the world. Boy, I want to thank number three. I'm not going to end on this sad note. I'll bring it back up in a minute. But think about the sadness of Bethlehem. You remember what Bethlehem said? There's no room for you in the end. When Mary and Joseph came with the Son of God, ready to be born, Bethlehem said, we don't have any room for you. We don't have any room for you. We can't put you up anywhere. We, we don't have time for you. And boy, Bethlehem went down as a city that had no room for the Savior. And I wonder today, you know, it's Christmas time and 2021 is coming to a close and you may be listening to this episode today, this podcast today, and you may be thinking within yourself, Joe, I'm not that big. I'm not that great. I'm not that, that special. Joe, I'm just a, a speck of dust on this big round ball we call earth. Joe, there's nothing special about me. Well, there's nothing special about Bethlehem, yet God said, out of you shall he come forth. Out of Bethlehem, that ruler, the Son of God has kind of come forth. Bethlehem was never the same since Jesus was born there. And if Jesus has been born and if Jesus has been placed in your life and in your heart and in your home, there's no telling the difference that Jesus can make. Oh, little town of Bethlehem, and we may be little, we may be small, but little is much 
when God is in it. Amen. Thank you so much for that message. Little is much when God is in it. All that matters is if God's on your side. No matter how small you are, no matter how weak you are, no matter how incapable you are, all that matters is if God's on your side. I mean, David was a small guy. He could beat up Goliath because God was on his side. It wasn't about him. It was all about God. Well, thank you so much, folks. I pray that you would keep pondering on this thought, a little town of Bethlehem, but Jesus was born there. Well, I pray that you all have a good week ahead. May God bless you and bless you more and more continually in the days to come. See you, folks. Until next time, goodbye. All right, folks. See you. Thank you for listening to A Word for the Wilderness. Be sure to subscribe and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook to stay up to date with what's happening at A Word for the Wilderness.